shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 23, recapping game one of the WNBA Finals between the New York Liberty and the Las Vegas Aces. We did not get the result we wanted, but we all knew this was going to be a tough game, a tough battle indeed. Francois, let's get into this one. Yeah, let's get into this one. And uh, it felt like I got punched in the mouth because uh, that's how I felt at the end of the game. Uh, very disappointing results. Uh, we knew it was going to be a tough uh, matchup against the Aces. But when we look at the first half, I certainly didn't expect the outcome in the second half that we had. And uh, when you have a performance by JJ and Maureen Johannes in the first half, you feel like you're in a good place to... Not necessarily create the upset, but, you know, get the first punch and get that game one in the bank. But it didn't happen the way we expected, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, I think the first half they came out, the Liberty came out aggressive. I think, you know, both teams, we knew this was going to be a battle. And I really thought this was going to be closer than how it ended. Um, And, you know, between, you know, that's why they're the number one and number two team in the league. This was going to be that juggernaut battle that was going to swing back and forth. And you were definitely going to see runs going back and forth between the teams. And you saw that the first half for sure. It was the Liberty at some point, Aces at another point. It just kind of went back and forth. And and that's what you want to see. It was was great basketball. Um, Yeah, there were different miscues on both sides, but great basketball overall and yeah the x factor for the liberty was marine (laughs) johannes and so you know she is spectacular to watch just to see her especially do these one-legged threes (laughs) and you're just thinking how how are these shots going in but it's normal for her this is like her normal shot and so and then yeah again jj in the paint she was so aggressive Going up, that was one thing I was saying before, like, sometimes I was feeling like, is Asia in her head a little bit? But no, she she was not. She was more aggressive in this game. She was taking it. She was fighting for those balls down low, even when it got scrappy. I was just proud to see her just be so aggressive on the ball and really get um, get those shots in. And so the first half just looked like, all right, this is going to be a tight one. This is really going to be a tight game. You know, yeah. Vandersloot and Sabrina didn't shoot well in the first half, you know, but I thought, all right, we still got the second half because usually the Liberty, you know, everybody makes adjustments, but usually the Liberty come out in the second half and they do tend to ramp up in the second half, I felt. But in this game, not so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wanted to see a great basketball game. I mean, we had quite a few blowouts on, you know, in the different matchups that we had this season between the two teams, either for the Aces side or the Liberty. And so I was really pleased, especially the first quarter, it was going back and forth between the two teams. Uh, you know, Stewie uh, had a good field goal percentage in the first half. Um, so you felt uh, confident, you know, that she got, you know, things going. But then on the other end, Asia was also like scoring in every position. Um, so we were up for, for a great game, uh, definitely. Uh, now, also, it's great to see that some of the things that we mentioned in the previous podcast in terms of, like the key factors of the game uh, came to fruition. 
like you mentioned, uh, Marine Joannis. We knew that she was going to be an X-Factor in this game. She has played very well against the Aces, whether this season or last season. And we know that for Bicky Ammon to give a compliment on a, team, on a player that is not on her team, that probably means a lot. So I was really happy that finally Sandy Brandello decided to give some uh, playing time for Marine. Um, mm-hmm. Like Lexi Brown said on uh, on Twitter, like, you know, like Marine was out for for two weeks, so that this is her it's time. It's her know? time now. Can I just give a side note? Yeah. Like for Becky Hammond, she's the only player that Becky Hammond truly talks about with such high regard. Yeah. Is Marine Johannes, and she watches her, and I'm just like, I I was telling you, I was like, y'all be careful. I hope the Liberty have her for some time because I would not be surprised if they try to land Marine at some point. Not that I think she would ever go there. But at the same time, I'm just like, Becky speaks really highly of her out of anybody on the Liberty team. And yeah, she does come in like a sniper, though. She comes in for a couple minutes. It's like she has these crazy shots and then she leaves and they're up by like eight, ten points. And you just like, what just happened? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, she deserves all the praise, but um, I'll keep an eye on Becky Hammond and the aces over there with <laughs> Mourinho. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I don't think you have to worry. But, yeah, definitely, like, it's really hard to defend a player like her because she's so quick and, you mm-hmm. know, off the screen, you know, dribbling. Um, she could go left, right. She could cross you. She could shot, uh, shoot with one leg. Um, so she was, she was incredible what we expected and hoping and it really happened. So it was great. And then I was glad to see that, uh, the Liberty, you know, because you had Kia Stokes defending on JJ because Asia Wilson was defending on, uh, Brianna Stewart. So as great as Kia Stokes is as a defender, she cannot match the physicality of John Cole Jones. Mm -hmm. And so every time you know, they managed to get uh, the ball on in the paint for JJ. She was dominant every single time. She was aggressive. She wasn't hesitating. Uh, she was attacking the basket. And she pretty much had almost like a double-double by the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know that the record of the Liberty, they only had, you know, one loss uh, when Junko Jones has a double-double. I think they're like 14-1 and one or 15-1 and one or something like that. Um, so, you know, when you see her almost having a double-double by the end of yeah, the first you quarter, good. you feel good. And then the X-Factor Marine, those are things that come into your favor. But there were things, though, in the first half uh, where you felt like the Liberty could potentially get in trouble. Um, you know, the beauty of having such a long week is great that, you know, anybody can recuperate and, and feel ready for the finals. But the other thing is that when you have great coaches like Becky Hammond and Sandy Brandello, you know, it gives you time to figure things out, looking at the matchup, maybe watching old tapes of, you know, the different matchups they had in the season mm-hmm. and figure out a plan. And you saw from the get-go the aces were on fire from the three-point line. Everybody was like, you know, shooting from freeze, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray. But the difference was that, you know, Benajla continued to have a good defense on Chelsea Gray, but Jackie Young and uh, Kelsey Plum were more aggressive uh, in that game than we've seen prior, especially in some of the games they lost against the Liberty. And you were worried. We had mentioned that, that you were mm-hmm. worried, especially uh, with Sabrina. 
how it could be, you know, uh, a weakness for the mm-hmm. for the Liberty. Now, I felt like Sabrina was okay in the first half, um, but overall, they were, you know, her and, and Venice who were not able to sustain for a full 40 minutes. Yeah, this game really came down to a battle of the guards, um, and the Aces won that battle. Um, and so I think, you know, my hope was that if you could limit one of them, Jackie Young, I felt was harder and to limit, but if you could limit one of the guards, you would have a better shot. And unfortunately, they were the highest scorers for the Aces. Um, they both scored 26 um, in this game. And so when two of your guards are giving you 52 points, <laughs> that is going to be tough to overcome. And I think it was just tough. Benaja was doing all she could do with Chelsea Gray. It's not that Chelsea Gray wouldn't score. She's going to get some shots up. Shots are going to go down. She's an, a tremendous player. But she did disrupt her enough. The problem is, is yeah, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, they were getting by Vandersloot and Sabrina, unfortunately, in this game. And, and it's true. I don't think Sabrina had a bad game defensively. Um, I don't think it was that terrible in the first half. I thought she did pretty well. Um, you know, I, I've seen how they try to exploit her earlier in the season. And I think she did much better um, in this game. And that's really all you can ask for. Obviously, they have to step it up. You got to step up that defense. You can't let them get open shots. You just you just can't. Even when they were trying to play zone, they weren't getting back quick enough because one of the aces, you know, one of their strengths is to keep that ball moving. Mm. You hear Becky Hammond say all the time, you got to keep that ball popping. And if you don't, that's when the defense can set up. But if you keep that ball popping, the de- you can get the defense on the back foot and likely get a shot down. And that's, it worked in the aces' favor today. And so, you know, unfortunately, I think more, I would say more Sloot than Sabrina. Um, There were just some plays where Jackie Young or Kelsey Plum could get by her a bit easier. Or you had the switch where, unfortunately, it was Jonquil (laughs) on one of them. And and that's tough. You know, it's like, Jonquil, you need Jonquil in the paint. You don't need Jonquil up high trying to defend on a guard. And, you know, because they're so quick to the basket. So... You know, I think those are things that they'll go back, look at them, learn from it, learn where they need to tighten up their defense. Because again, these two teams have gone at it all year. And I do feel like it's pretty even. Even when you look at the stats, it's not like the aces are blowing the Liberty out the water in stats. When you look at it, they're they're neck and neck in a lot of things. It's just that they had the advantage and shots weren't going down for the Liberty on some points where shots were going down. For the aces, almost most of the time. And so, you know, in this game, it was always going to be a tough one. But I think, you know, the Liberty can take this. It it is possible. Obviously, defense wins games. And so they got to lock in on defense better. And they can play better because this is not the best we've seen the Liberty. This This was definitely an off game, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, we were also talking about the battle of the coaches and mm-hmm. uh, Becky Hammond definitely uh, outsmarted or outshined uh, Sandy Brandero because even you look at the first half when at some point the Liberty had an eight-point uh, advantage and then Becky took a timeout yeah. and, uh, you know, for a little while the Liberty didn't score and next thing you know, uh, the Aces came back and they were only trailing by three. 
if you're the aces, you gotta feel good, really good about that. Yeah. Considering that Marine scored like maybe 12 or 14 points in uh, in the first half, and Junko uh, Jones had pretty much a double double, um, you feel good about it. Um, and then the second half, you know, that, that's when things went downhill. Uh, a complete shift um, in terms of you know the intensity, the mm-hmm. defense. Um, Junko Jones barely got the ball. Uh, on the inside, you know, they were really crowding her, like she said, post-game. And then, you know, we're talking about, we talked a lot about Benajelini throughout the, uh, mm-hmm. this, those playoffs. But, you know, her lack of involvement, and I'm not necessarily saying that it's her fault, but it's either the Liberty that, you know, didn't uh, play more for her, or the, the Aces that also had a plan and decided to you know, make her as little involved as possible on offense because they know that if she gets good and mm-hmm. that, that can turn the thing, things around. Well, I also think it's tough because Chelsea Gray and Benajah were pretty much defending on each other throughout the game. So it's not easy, you know. As, as Chelsea Gray got some shots off, you know, Benajah made her life difficult. And on the other end, Chelsea Gray made Benajah's life difficult, you yeah. know. And so... It's not going to be easy, um, and so there has to be a way, you know, to get Benaja open up because really they do focus more on Stewie and on Sabrina. You know, by the second half, even when they brought Maureen back in, they suffocated her. They double teamed her. She couldn't get shots off. She had a pass, like, and and so they 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 made the adjustment and had a better game plan in that regard. But then when you saw Benaja cutting to the basket. You know, that's where she started to come into play. But at that point, it was a little too late. It was a little too late because at this point, you know, basically for the third and fourth quarter, the Aces won each quarter by 10 points. And, you know, each each quarter was won by 10 points. And so, you know, they're going on these deep runs and the Liberty can't get shots off, you know, and that just it just throws you into the abyss. Basically, You're, you're just trying to claw your way back out, but it's tough. And. Once you give them that momentum swing, the Aces are such a tough team, they're not going to let that go. <laughs> it's just not, it's, as you have seen with the Aces all season, once they get going, they are hard, really hard to stop. And so it's just not easy. And so for Benaja, I always thought in the finals, it should come down to Benaja and JJ. Yeah. Um, Maureen was a great X Factor. But you need everyone to contribute. When you look at the box score and you see for the starting five, the starting five of the Aces all in double digits, or I'm sorry, four out of the five in double digits, but high double digits, you know? For the Liberty, yes, Luke got 10 points. Benaja got 11 points. Like, Stewie led the team with, what, 21 points, I think? Yeah. So it's just tough when your starters aren't scoring the way you're used to seeing them score. Yeah, I mean, um, the Aces, there's a very interesting stats that says that they are the best during the regular season. Uh, the Aces were the best team in the league when it comes to third quarters and that they were outscoring their opponents by more than 19 points per 100 possessions. And that third quarter was a confirmation once mm-hmm. again about how dominant they are. And so, you know, they made the Dallas Wings look like rookies in the semifinals and then, you know, completely outshine the Chicago sky. And so you kind of wonder, were those teams just not good enough? 
maybe a little bit but it's also because the aces are so good mm. and can you imagine if they had you know a deeper bench uh how unbeatable they, they would be and you know considering the fact that Candace Parker is yeah. still out um right now um it, it is scary because their starting lineup is really when they get going unstoppable mm. and I think you know the the difference between the two teams you know the games that the Liberty won you had big games from Sabrina. Mm -hmm. She was pretty much non-existent on offense in this game. And the Liberty had managed to, you know, limit Kelsey Plum's contributions in those games. And she had a big game. I think she knew that she had not performed the way she's used to um, against the Liberty. And she was very aggressive. I think she really picked the defense apart, you know, because she's quick. You know, yeah. it's, it's really hard to guard her. She limited her, you know, a fourth three-point shot. She had maybe one or two in the first quarter where, you know, she took quick shots where she could have maybe waited for a team. Um, but she really, like, you know, took her time, uh, cut to the basket, being aggressive, and the Liberty had no answer. But the MVP of the game was really Jackie Young. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the, the Aces go as far as Jackie Young goes. Um, obviously, AJ Wilson is the superstar of the team. But Jack Young is the the go-to player that when mm -hmm. she gets going, we know she's a force defensively, but she improved her game over the last two years in an incredible yeah. way. She was the best uh, field goal um, percentage from the three-point line this season, um, and she has a range of plays. She could take, you know, three-pointers, uh, and if you give her too much space, she make you makes you pay. Uh, she can attack the basket, get an N1, she can have those mid-range, and then you have Chelsea Gray that is going to facilitate if you cut to the basket, mm -hmm. then, you know, she has a good chance to find you, and I think she scored like 12 points in the, in the third quarter, 26 points overall. I mean, she was the unstoppable player that the Liberty had no answer for, unfortunately. Yeah, you know... Jackie Young coming into this league, you know, being that number one overall pick um, for the Aces, yeah, you saw early on in her career that it was a struggle. But she made the necessary adjustments, and I think even with, you know, the encouragement of her teammates, Becky Hammond, and just people having her back, she was able to really up her game over the last couple of years and just be that anchor on that team. That even if Asia and Chelsea aren't having these spectacular numbers that she's going to give it to you. <laughs> and I think when I when I look at this game and I think about the guards on both sides of the floor, this is where, you know, for the Liberty, this is the area where they have to get better in. This is the area. Now, Sloot, she's a veteran, you know, so it comes down to Sabrina. You know, I know that we've seen Sabrina shoot some mid-ranges. I've been saying it like she can't just be a three-point shooter. She has to get some mid-range shots. Because I think for Sabrina, it's still early in the league for her. Um, but I do think, kind of like Jackie Young, this is where Sabrina can up her game. Yeah. And become that overall player who is not just a three-point threat can drive to the basket, can stop, pop, just do it all, kind of like Jackie Young. And I think this is where she will learn that as the seasons go on. Um, but right now you see that the guards of the Aces, they're just a notch above the Liberty, you know. And 
again, like I said, if you can stop or disrupt even one Kelsey Plum or Jackie Young, you have a shot. There is a shot because I do feel like these two teams are neck and neck. And I think the aces are just a notch above the Liberty. And But I think that notch is because, one, they've won a championship together. They've been together for some time. So hmm. they've learned each other. This is the Liberty's first year. And yes, in the second half of the season, they got better. Things started to gel way better. They had the best record in the second half of the regular season. But again, you're going up against a team that they have won it together. They know what it takes to win together. They have the communication. They know each other well. Like you could see that on the court. They just know how to play together well. Whereas with the Liberty, there are times where there is communication breakdown. And you can't have that against the Aces, unfortunately. The minute you have that, they take advantage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this at this level, especially in the finals, like, you know, you, you're going to pay for it. I mean, you know, they had the same number of turnovers, 11 on both sides, but the Aces uh, scored 16 points out of those turnovers. Uh, yeah, Liberty whereas six. The, the Liberty only had six. That's 10 points right here. Um, you see, for example... Uh, play with Sabrina after the Aces score a basket during the inbound pass. It's just her and Junko Jones. She obviously passes the ball to Junko Jones, yeah. who just turned uh, to, you know, looking somewhere else right when Sabrina is passing on the ball when there's nobody else. Like, why are you, like, turning, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the look away from the ball? So, turnover, Kelsey Plum gets the ball and then, you know, attacks the basket, gets the, the foul, you know. And then there was, you know, a couple of times where, you know, Vandersloot just gave the ball away. And, and at this level, like, you know, that's crucial plays that, you know, at the end of the game, if the game was a little tighter, could potentially be crucial for, for, for your team. And, you know, against a team like the Aces, you know, making mistakes like that, you're going to pay for it. Um, but you know, this the one thing that I was really concerned, and that's definitely something uh, to look for in the next game, um, was Courtney Van der Sloot. Um, we love Sloot, you know, obviously, there, there are times mm-hmm. when you know, when she's not playing, or she had a couple of games where she was rested, or you know, she had foul troubles. Um, you could see the difference in terms of mm-hmm. like the way the Liberty run their plays, there's, there's some spark missing. But, you know, the, as much as the Liberty let Kia still pretty much on her own uh, because they know she's not going to shoot. So that's pretty much four against five on, on, on offense for the Aces. On the other end, the Aces also, you know, came with the idea that they're just going to let Sloot take her responsibilities and take the shots. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, Sloot was very hesitant you know, pretty much most of the game. And when she, when you're hesitant, like, you know, you're not going to make those shots. Or, yeah. like, I feel like she's better when she's, like, catching the ball, catch and shoot. But if she takes, like, a little side dribbles or, you know, a dribble to go forwards, like, she would miss, you know, quite a few times. And, you know, she got better towards the end. But once again, it was, you know, the game yeah. was pretty much over. Um, and I also felt like on defense, she was, you know, Slew is very quick. But I felt like it was the first time in a while that I see her being really tired um, on defense and really struggling to keep mm-hmm. up with the pace of, you know, Kelsey Plum. So that's definitely... And Jackie Young. And Jackie Young. So I feel like that's definitely something that they're going to have to think about. I mean, at some point, you know, she... 
uh, Sandy Brandillo replaced her by Marin. Marin was cooking, and third quarter, you know, it was mostly Sabrina and Venezuela. And at that moment, I was like, like maybe you need like I know you've been relying on your starting lineup for a long time, but like at this very moment, Marin is better. Yeah. So you need to play her and and Sabrina, even though you you lose, you know, that that general side with yeah. with Sloot. Like you need to see what is working right now. And I felt like Sandy waited too long to bring Marine back, and and Sloot was just but a liability in that game. I mean, no disrespect, always, but that's always my thing with Sandy. I think sometimes, especially with Marine, Marine will go off in a game. He could pick any game, first half, and then you don't see her for. <laughs> Like, in the second half, you don't see her till the end or near the end of the third quarter. And I'm like, you need to keep playing her. She has the hot hand. I'm not saying that yeah. you that you sit sloop for the second half of the whole game. But, like, you need to bring Marina in at, like, I don't know, switch her out, like, somewhere in the sixth minute. Like, not waiting till, like, the last two, three minutes of Listen, the game. When, when Listen, I, when I was playing, uh, you know, playground basketball, if you see a player who's hot, or you hot, you know, yourself, like, you're going to keep asking the ball. Or if your teammate is hot, you're just going to keep passing them the ball. If you see Marine cooking play after play, I'm sorry. I'm not putting this this woman back on the bench. She's going to stay until you figure out how to stop her. I mean, they did give credit to the Aces. They did you know, pretty much suffocate her. But by the time she came in... She had stayed on the bench for a while in the the, third quarter. She stayed on the bench for a while. And I do think when players have the hot hand, you got to keep playing them. Because to me, a lot of times when Maureen has had the hot hand, they go to the half and then you don't see her. And sometimes you may not even see her in the the next quarter. And so it's like, how do you expect her to stay hot if you're not going to play her now for like what just a couple minutes here or there and you need to keep playing her and so it's tough because Sloot is your starter Sloot is the general she's your point guard for that team so it's hard because also the thing for if you take Sloot out then that puts the ball in Sabrina's hands and Sabrina at point they tend to trap her and she's an easier trap than Sloot um and so you kind of have to be careful of that too. Just, yeah. you know, with Sabrina, I'm not saying she's, she didn't get trapped that much in this game, but if you start to go to that more, they'll adjust and they will begin to trap her. And so, you know, it's a hard choice because you want to trust your starters. The last thing a coach needs to do is to basically bench one of your starters because just because you know, one of the bench players, which it's crazy for me to say Marine is one of the bench players because really in any other team, she would be a starter. <laughs> um, that she would be the one, you know, it, it, you know, coming off the bench and you don't want Sloot to sit for a long time either. She needs to get rest, but it, it's hard. It's, it's, a, it's a tough decision, but I do think you could have brought Marine in a little bit earlier and let her play because I think Sloot was definitely getting killed um, by the other guard. Yeah, I mean, um, at, at some point, you know, when Marine came back, uh, you know, when you expect, like, Marine to be the savior, um, to save, you know, yourself yeah. from, from losing this game, then you already lost pretty much because I think kudos to, you know, to the Aces defense in the second half. They definitely made the adjustment. But the Liberty went back to things that usually make them lose games. I mean, they didn't lose a lot of games this season. But I remember that every time they lost a game, 
that meant that they were very stagnant on offense. Yeah. Not moving the ball, not, you know, picking up the favorable matchups. And, you know, the second half, it was really bad basketball. Like, you know, they were just keeping the ball for too long, um, just having, like, one screen and that's it. Um, and, you know, yeah, it, it was just not, not good enough. And, you know, even though Stewie was scoring points in the second half and ended up with 21 points, I felt like it wasn't really, like, a meaningful game for Stewie, you know, with yeah. despite the fact she scored 21 points. Uh, because I felt like the rest of the team was very, like, you know, static. And, you know, I don't think John Cole scored that many points in, in the second half either. Um, so that's going to be something that they're going to have to be mindful uh, in game two. I mean, we know that so, so far the Liberty, I don't think they lost uh, two games in a row this season. So we know they're going to make the adjustments. But... It's obviously against the defending champ, and so that's not going to be easy. We know that the Aces at home are really, really tough team to beat. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting Sandy. Sandy, you know, said it with confidence in the post-game conference that they will make the adjustments, that they will, you know, turn things around and, and play better. Um, and we really hope so because you know, being down two-zero, as much as I know that the the New York crowd is, is going to bring Rockers uh, in game three <laughs> uh, to try to, you know, help the, the Liberty to win the game. You don't want to be down 2-0 coming back yeah. to, to New York because the Aces have, you know, many, many chances to, uh, to win uh, that title. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, the other factor that you have to keep in mind is that even though the Aces rely pretty much solely on their starting lineup, with the exception of um, Alicia Clark, uh, the fact that all the games are so spread out, that is an advantage for the Aces because you can play your starting lineup like many minutes without having to worry about fatigue because the next game is Wednesday. That's you know that gives you like two days of rest until the next game, um, and then after that, the next game is on Sunday, so that still gives you time. I think the only time where there's like a 40 hours uh, difference uh, would be between game four and game five if those games uh, um, happen. So you're not gonna have, you're not gonna be able to count on fatigue from the Aces because right. physically they look, they look well prepared and they look ready to play a lot of minutes. Uh, with the starting lineup. I so. mean, they've been doing that all season. So, you know, they fatigue is just, it, it's not a factor. It can't be a factor for them. They've been doing this all season long, you know, and I think the Liberty have to match that same energy. Yeah. And you, you have to be willing to match that same energy. I think, you know, what Becky Hammond was saying about keeping that ball moving, keeping it popping that same that same thing applies to the liberty because when they're stagnant it's never good <laughs> if they're moving and they keep the ball movement movement going they have a better shot they have a better shot for you know to get the right pass get the right shot off whether it you know it's a three point or in the paint whatever it is i think if you keep the ball moving you have a better opportunity to score than when you're stagnant you allow the defense to set up and the defense of the aces is top tier. So, you know, it, it doesn't help you if you just give it, if you just kind of make it easy for the defense to set up and, 
you know make it difficult for you for yourself yeah so what do you expect to see for game two or what you're hoping to to see in comparisons to game one obviously we want the limited win but what do you think that they need to do for the next game uh this game goes as benija and jj goes what we saw versus connecticut you know, obviously, Sabrina is also an important factor. Yeah. Those three are the important factors. Um, but, yeah, when JJ can get going throughout the whole game, yeah. not just one half or the other half, like, throughout the entire game, she has to be locked in. And you have to be feeding her the ball. Like, if you're not going to give it to her that much in the second half and and your guards aren't scoring that much you can't expect to win this game just on stewie's back so it's really going to come down to them i don't think i think sabrina is hungry she's not going to let this game bring her down i think she'll come out shooting on all cylinders next game um she'll adjust they'll look at film and they'll adjust but you need benijah as well um not just defensively but offensively you know, Marine adds a great spark, but you need your starters to be the starters that they have been throughout this season. And you need all of them to score and make, even if Sloot doesn't score as much, you need the other four to score. In particular, JJ, Benija, and Sabrina. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the game would be uh, on Wednesday, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Um, and so if you're a New York Liberty fan, if you're a season ticket holder, you have the um, invitation uh, by the New York Liberty to uh, watch the game at Slate NYC. And then for the people who, who are not season ticket holders, uh, you can uh, you know get a ticket for uh, 25 bucks. So... Um, you know, go and support the Liberty uh, for this game too. Uh, we will not, unfortunately for us, uh, we will not be available to uh, be at that watching party. Um, but I'm sure that the Liberty fans are going to show up mm-hmm. and bring the energy. Uh, we were at the Barclays today uh, for a watching party organized by the New York Liberty at the Barclays. And I mean, for the most part, except obviously towards the the second half, uh, things were getting like a little dicey. Uh, the atmosphere was great. Uh, you know, fans show up, and it was just a great mm-hmm. atmosphere. Considering the game was not at the Barclays, but on the big yeah, screen, it was a great time. It, it was great organization and a great initiative by by the Liberty. And just to see the number of faithful fans that are rooting for the Liberty and the fan base growing throughout the years. I mean, it's it's amazing. And I know New York has been waiting for that title for so many years. I mean, the New York Liberty have never won a WNBA title. And the last uh, basketball title for the city of New York was in 1973 uh, with the New York Knicks. So we've been waiting for 50 years. Can you imagine sure. 50 years? Any basketball yeah. title. <laughs> so New York, show up uh, to the watching party on Wednesday. If you cannot, well, you can watch the game uh, on ESPN. Uh, we'll try to, you know, um, do a podcast for that game probably uh, the following day on Thursday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But thank you so much for uh, listening to our podcast and all the words and encouragement that we get. It means a lot. It keeps us going. So thank you so much. Yep. And uh, as we always say, Felicia, let's, let's go, go Liberty! Liberty!